Dear Gratitude, an anthology is out. With over 50 different perspectives and stories on gratitude, this book captures what most books don't. The secret sauce is in the number of voices and stories where you'll be sure to find a personal connection to so many as I did. A really excellent book, David Freeman. Found exclusively on Amazon.com. Hello, I'm Chris Palmer. Welcome to Graduate Space Radio. This is a very exciting day. I'm so excited to be talking to my friends. We're going to have a huge get-together, good-time gratitude meeting, some really grateful people here. Uh, so it's just like it's just going to be like 10x. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Teresa in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me here today. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. I, I'm so glad you're here too. Loving your shirt. Um, love, love your attitude. I love the gratitude. It's uh, it's a big day here. We we you know we met because of a writing prompt that you're we we think maybe a friend shared with you about Dear 2020 just came out and be, so that's how we so I like to do pre gratitude so the pre gratitude this is a great moment how did we meet we talked about it we just know that I put a writing prompt out and somehow some way you it it came to you and and then here we are so there's a little probably a little there's a little more magic in that but that's the the magic of it but. Our next guests, our third party, right? Right. I'd like you to announce them and kind of say how you met them briefly, and we'll bring them in. Okay. So our next guest is this awesome gentleman named Russ Terry. So Russ Terry and I actually met through social media. Um, I had just come out with my first book, which was Get Up, Understanding Positive Psychology, which is a poetry book on all the concepts I had learned in a positive psychology class back in 2015. So at the time I was just networking with a lot of other people in the gratitude space and Russ and I connected over Facebook and we became friends. And then I had seen that he was going to be writing another one of his gratitude books and he was looking for people to contribute. And just like kind of what happened with you, I'm the type of person where I see something it looks interesting. It sounds fun. I feel connected. And I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to reach out to this person. I'm going to see if, you know, there can be some synchronicity in what we're doing. So Russ and I, you know, got together. I co-contributed to his book and then we've become just great friends since then. So he is an amazing human being. And um, yeah, here's for Russ Terry. Bring Russ Terry in. Hey, oh welcome gosh. to the party. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Teresa. That warmed my heart and made my day. And uh, I'm so grateful when I run into you in the airport in DC. That's like so <laughs> freaking incredible, even though I don't live there. Um, and the book launch party that we had in the TMV area was incredible, obviously being part of that book. Um, so it just goes to show like, even if you haven't in this era of meeting people over social media, like I have with both, you know, like all three of us have with each other, that when you can create those rare in-person moments um, and have a joint project together, it really cultivates an amazing bond. It's beautiful, man. You know, I uh, I think I, real quick, I want to step one more layer back in gratitude and the mechanics here. We met because of my specifically because of my first book because uh my your, a mutual friend of ours molly mclaughlin wrote it for it wow. and she's the one that said you need to meet russ terry that's that that's that's our gratitude connection was was molly and she wrote a beautiful 
and dear uh, gratitude, she wrote a, a beautiful essay about uh, the metaphor she used was uh, was Bruce Lee's. You know, is I, I fear a man who's you know who's who's done one move ten thousand times, opposed to a man who's done ten thousand moves one time. And she was giving the metaphor of that in a gratitude practice because she was she's at day like I don't know three thousand or something where she wrote she writes a, a group to her friends and family gratitude thing every day for the last how many years that is. Yes, and that's so cool. And Molly and I um, both went to Syracuse University, uh, so we have the same alma mater. And she's now my sleep coach. Nice. Yes, she does amazing work as a sleep coach, which is her main work. Obviously, she's very into gratitude also. And we talk about our various days of gratitude. Um, we're both well into the thousands, which is just so freaking cool. So. It's a party, and this is like how many degrees of Kevin Bacon uh, can happen? Plus, you know around. that I went to Syracuse also. Syracuse is one of my alma maters. Oh my God, how did I not know that? <laughs> oh my gosh, go orange. How did I not know that? I can't believe I did not know that. I have an orange mug. Wait, I'm going to go get my tea because I specifically have my orange mug today. <laughs> I'm not going to go get my orange hat. No, and I don't have, I have one in the car, but it's not a Syracuse one. So <laughs> okay. I didn't go to Syracuse. Um, that's a while that you guys all went to college the same place. There you go. Yeah. So one of the schools, I, John Carroll University in Cleveland is actually where I got my undergrad and that's where I'm returning um, this, this summer, you know, to do the ROTC recruiting job. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, my experience at Syracuse was amazing. So go orange too. Go orange. And I was bummed that I forgot to get my tea before we started. And I didn't want to have it in an hour after it got cold. So yay that you went to Syracuse. <laughs> Give me an opportunity to get up and get my tea. Sure. Well, you know, uh, it's so great we're all here. And I, I love I love hearing the backstories, these little these little connections. However, this the world's smaller and smaller. You know, even last week I, I had somebody on, uh, a lady named Brianna come on and uh, and a friend of mine has introduced me to her, right? And like the amazing thing is, like I just met her. We had this great podcast, and then that evening, something that I'd set up like two months before with a friend of mine, he was coordinating this thing. I get into this group, the Zoom, and there she is. And they, I mean, this is like the world just seems to get smaller and smaller. <laughs> it's like. So I don't know. It's wild. No, um, I mean the way that the world and that God connects us is just amazing. Like I, I just. Every time that I hear stories like this, I just get overwhelmed that, God, we're all connected. Like we were all meant to, to meet and this is just so amazing. <laughs> so crazy. And I forgot that it was Molly that introduced us, Chris, which is so crazy because um, the head of the um, my local chamber of commerce here I was talking to him and he was hearing me present and he was like, I have to introduce you to my cousin. Um, you know, both of you are into gratitude and mindfulness. So he introduces me to Molly and we were like, oh my God, we already know each other. So the three of us and Molly McLaughlin and this guy, Stephen Blaze Juski, who probably has a connection to one of the two of you, Chris <laughs> and Teresa, we all have to be somewhere in person sometimes. Oh, for sure. Well, There's, I mean, I, I foresee a nice gratitude event. We can, we can put, we can co-host. Yes, a book launch party for your book. There I, you go. That's an excellent idea. 
Well, you know, uh, speaking of the book, because you all, you know, uh, kind of a little segue there, you know, I, I want to thank you guys in person now for writing for Dear 2020 and uh, just adding your all's voice and perspective to the year. And for people who don't know about Dear 2020, I do have a little picture here. I did built this. So it is officially out on Amazon, um, you know, where anybody wants to uh, check it out. But, um, you know, the amazing thing about putting, you know, I like to create gratitude art, you know, that's, that's my bag. I consider it gratitude art. So, and I like to create space where people can create gratitude art. So the amazing thing about putting it, you know, it's almost like I'm in a band, we're in a band of gratitude, like we're the gratitude band. So it's like when we put, it's almost like I put on the post, you know, put on the board. I'm like, I'm looking for members, I'm looking for members for this band. You don't know who's going to, you know what I mean? It's like, and you have no idea who's going to see it. Right. Cause you put it on the wall and you walk away, but the world we live in, the fantastic world we live in, is where there are digital walls that, that span the whole entire world, you know? So it's like, I put that out and then here we are, right? I put that out and there's people in Hong Kong writing. I put that out, you know, it's like, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 amazing. And then you get these perspectives and that's what I wanted, you know, it's a book about perspective. And I just wanted to um, allow people to have a voice to put a voice to a year that a lot of people had trouble to allow, to just kind of allow to reframe, if you may, or give a, you know, give a, a perspective of reframing things, you know, for, cause I feel like perspective is such a massive key of gratitude. So, um, what, so let me ask you guys, when you got the prompt, what were your initial thoughts before diving in or were you a little hesitant to speak about the year? So I'll, yeah, no, I'll go first. Um, you know, honestly, I think I read the prompt and like so much of my poetry that I write happens. Right. literally just came to me at that moment. Um, so I think before before the actual prompt, I've done a lot of self-reflection over the year in you know, what's going on in 2020 and what it was teaching me. And I practice gratitude daily. So I mean, I had this collection of things throughout the year that I was grateful for in 2020. And then your prompt, Chris, just kind of gave me, you know, the inspiration to put it in a, in a poem and to really memorialize it. So um, I just love that. Like, all you had to do was give me a prompt. <laughs> right, right. Now I remember when we talked, you were like, you're like, you saw it and you're like, go, because you yeah. just act and you feel and um, yeah. I just tell you, your poetry is awesome. I wanted to thank you again for sending your book. It's awesome. I really, really enjoy it. There's so much good stuff in here. Um, even recently, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was reading your poetry that you were posting on LinkedIn and I read one of your poems. And I was like, I, I had a, a second. I was thinking what she wrote here would be perfect for like the back of my book. I just thought we were like so in line, but you were just writing something so beautiful about perspective and gratitude. And um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad that you appreciate it. And, you know, that was really just, you know, from my heart to the paper, like all of those, those poems in the book. And I do write a lot of poetry, like you said, online, both that's in the book and that hasn't been published yet. And I just feel like writing and poetry has really been my mechanism to help me work through issues and really feel connected to myself and what's going on with life. And if by sharing that with other people, it can help others. Like I really want um, to, for people to feel comfortable like reading and sharing and feeling everything that we are at this point because it's all valid right 
That's so true. And so, Russ, what about uh, what about you? And I, I feel like I emailed you, right? Uh, I initially emailed you the, the prompt to see if I could get you involved. Yeah, knowing me, you probably had to contact me multiple times in multiple <laughs> ways before I finally responded. You know, the blessing and a curse of having a very busy personal and professional life. And I'm grateful to you, Chris, for your persistence and determination, because obviously, you know, I write gratitude books for a living. Right. So I, it's almost like you knew that I would have wanted to participate absolutely. So <laughs> I, I'm grateful to you for your determination, tracking me down and making sure that I uh, knew about it so that I could say yes, which of course I did say yes right away. Zero hesitation whatsoever on my part um, because it totally aligns with my vision. And like my buddy, Teresa, uh, I am into daily gratitude. It helps us so much. And I think in 2020, as with any tough experience in life, that's when gratitude can help the most. You know, it's super easy for me to say, oh, I'm grateful for my new corporate client that I started on Tuesday, you know, yawn. <laughs> it's lovely and everything, but you know, the easy, gratitude yeah. <laughs> for when, you know, my mom was in the hospital for a week back in June and uh, her recovery being slow and finding the specific things to be grateful for in those moments. And as I write my, in my Dear 2020 chapter, like she and I would sit there in her family room and document five or seven things that each of us were grateful for that week, specifically as it related to the situation that we were both in, you know, me thrown into being the primary caregiver role for someone who is in another state and lives two hours away and her being the patient who needs to be cared for at this point where she used to be independent. So. Um, I'm confident that all the stories that we share in 2020, like mm -hmm. you say, Chris, um, there are, I, I'm, I guarantee that there are one or more stories of the many stories in the book that will resonate with people and people will be like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, I had that similar experience. And I'm optimistic that our gratitude in the experience will help them see how, oh gosh, okay, I could have been grateful for this too. I didn't even think of that, which I know for me personally is a very powerful feeling. Hmm. Yeah. So, so with gratitude too, Russ, like you were saying, I mean, it's, it's great during those times when it's tough, you know, because it really helps you get through them. But at the same time, I know with us all having like a very deliberate gratitude practice, you know, once you start using gratitude regularly, you start to really see more of life that you can be grateful and you see more of the positive that's going on. So if you have that practice during those difficult times, it becomes easier, I think, in a sense for you to find something to be grateful for in those difficult moments. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the magic about gratitude, right? We, well, our minds, right? We we what we look for, we find. So if you go throughout your day with the intention of I'm going to find, I'm going to look for things to be grateful for, you're going to find them. And the more we do that, the easier it is, right? Like a muscle. So it's a, it's a super, that's why it's a superpower. <laughs> that's right. I always say when you train the brain to be more grateful, the examples of gratitude keep flowing like a bountiful river. And 
My number of gratitude days, I don't know it offhand, but it's probably somewhere around 3,100 something of consecutive days of a different expression of gratitude, which we haven't talked about yet, but I think that's an important point because when you force the brain in a good way to come up with an expression of gratitude that you haven't articulated before, it trains the brain to look for the new things, experiences, people, et cetera, that you can be grateful for. I definitely want to get into that, but because um, it's in your book and I, I did take note of that. So I totally want to dig into that. But before we uh, go into that, I would love if um, we'll let Teresa go first. You could read her Dear 2020 letter and then Rush, you can read yours. And then I totally want to dig into that and talk about your book. Does awesome. that sound good, guys? Perfect. Sounds great. Okay, so I, I pulled it up on my nice yeah. phone right here. <laughs> okay. So the title of the poem is, of course, Dear 2020, and it goes, Dear 2020, I will never forget you, and I wouldn't even want to. You've shown me so much about life, connection, and love. You've shown me what I need, and you've deepened my understanding of me. You've made me consider my priorities and live more simply and less selfishly. You've opened and expanded me. You've challenged and tested me. My faith is stronger from my struggle and I know God is with me always. I've grown in appreciation for all that I have and no longer take the small things for granted. I am grateful for our time, but I am ready to say goodbye. Thank you for all of your lessons. Adios and amen. XOXO, Teresa. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love that. Russ, what are your thoughts? Well, first, that Teresa is a poetry princess. I love your poetry. It's amazing. And I think poetry is an underappreciated art form that, you know, in this era of social media, you know, quick bang, bang, bang posts, I feel like I personally don't see poetry very often, or maybe I'm subconsciously choosing to not expose myself to it. So mm -hmm. it's a, a, a great reminder to pause and be present and reflect and listen um, to what this amazing poet uh, is saying. Hmm. Thanks, Russ. You're welcome. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. That's the first time I've uh, actually, that's the second letter I think I've heard somebody read from the book. So thank you so Thank you for creating a beautiful memory for me. Absolutely. Lovely. My pleasure. <laughs> and I hope that other people connect to it. I know it's been a difficult time for a lot of people, but as we were saying, there's there's a lot to be grateful for in 2020. I think it's going to change our lives forever um, in some very positive ways. You know, and, and the things that I wrote about, I mean, I'm different because of it. 
but I'm better because of it too. So to let go of those things that don't matter and to really focus on your connections with other people, um, it's just a reminder, like that's really what life all, is all about. It's not about all the stuff. Right. Because when you take away being able to go places and go to restaurants and do things and busy yourself up with all this stuff, when all of that gets taken away, all of you, all you have is the time with yourself and the connections that you make with other people. So it refocuses you again on what's really important in life. And I'm grateful for that. That's so beautiful. And I, I, you know, this morning I was even writing about, you know, at the end of life, you know, the, re the reason you feel like you have a full life are memories, right? Memories are what we, what we equate to time. And at, and at the end of the day, you know, at the end of our lives, it's, it's the memories. It's not the memories of the car you bought or even the great sandwich you ate or the movie you saw. It's memories of people. It's relationships. It's those, which were, you know, when we talk about Russ and his gratitude practice, it's those memories he's going to be sharing. So a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. It's, it's, it's about those relationships, those moments between people, which we have all the time, right? Like right now, right? Like how many, in a given day, how many, how many times are you just interacting with people, right? Like it just, it's, it's an occurrence that happens all the time and they're always unique regardless of how mundane you might feel. Exactly. And at the same time with the situation that we're in, I feel like we have to be more deliberate with our connections also right now is because, you know, I can't just go into my work building and interact with, you know, 20, 25 people. Mm -hmm. I, if I want to connect, I have to make the time and I have to make the effort to connect with other people. So that's really been something that was just like, wow, for me, a wow moment for me as well, is that you have to take the time to do all that. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's okay. Uh, so Russ, uh, you up for reading your, uh, you, you did speak about your, your beautiful letter, but about your mom, but I want to hear it again. And I let's let you know, you know, being a mother's boy, I really do enjoy your poem of being, or not, your story, your, your letter of speaking about being with your mother. It's, beautiful. So I'm going to shut up. Oh, well, never any pressure to shut up. And the one, one of the main calls that we had, Chris, I was home in PA with her and walking around her neighborhood as you and I were talking. So hmm. when I think of you, I think of me being there and me balancing the gratitude work that I do and the other work that I do with being her primary caregiver. And, you know, I'll get into that in the story, but uh, you are specifically one of the people I remember talking to in the many weeks and months that I was there. Hmm. All right, here we go. Uh, Dear 2020, as you know, you were a terrible and challenging year for so many of us. I won't get into the negatives, I'll only say that I still found immense gratitude every day, despite what we were all going through. Here's a little more about me. I've been documenting gratitude every day since December 10th, 2012. So at the time, more than eight years and almost 3,000 straight days. Last year, meaning 2020, because I'm writing this in January 2021, I needed gratitude more than ever. You see, gratitude helps most in difficult circumstances because that's when we need to be lifted the most. For me, it meant gratitude in March when I got COVID, 
And because I lived by myself, I relied on my close friends to help. Luckily, I recovered after eight days, but it was still a scary experience, as you can imagine. Then in June, my mom was in the hospital for a week in Philadelphia, and I live in New York City and am her primary caregiver. I spent a month and a half with her because her recovery was terribly slow. And the last five or so months, I've been splitting my time between here and there every week to 10 days. She and I did weekly gratitude lists to help keep us positive during all that. And it was an amazing process. So you see 2020, even though you were terrible, you could still not get me off this awesome path of gratitude. Thank you for showing me that I can get through anything. Love, Russ. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love that you got to share that with your mother during a very difficult time. I mean, that that's just such a beautiful thing. And looking back on it, it was cool because like I would have my list of seven and she would have her list of seven that we would do separately. And then we would say, you know, who wants to go first? So we we were in a rough situation, but we made it fun and it really was fun. And the beauty of sharing gratitude and the experience of gratitude with somebody else is in almost all instances, you'll come up with different lists. Yes, we may have had the same, some of the same things on the list, which creates a great bond. But then when we had different things on the list, it's kind of like that, oh, I could have had a V8 moment. Like, I can't believe I didn't do that. And that helps us, again, train our brain to expand and find more people, things, and experiences that we can be grateful for. So, so Russ, I have to ask because Chris and I think talked about, Chris and I talked about this when we talked before, but have you heard of gratitude ping pong? Mm -mm. No, I hadn't either till Teresa mentioned it. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you, do it, you do it with part with a partner, but we can try to do it like, well, if we were going to try to do it on here, we could try to do it with three people, but you get a partner and for two to three minutes, you go back and forth and you alternate saying something that you're great, grateful for, but you can't duplicate what the other person has said that they're grateful for. So the the idea is that you just brainstorm and you build off other people's, you know, gratitude list. And then eventually like you're you're just shocked, right? About the amount of things there are in life to be grateful for, both big and small. So that's the gist of it. I love it. I, I'm down if you guys want to, um, if you guys want to do a two minute for the fun of it to see, we could, I mean, why not? Right. I mean, we're here and yeah, isn't like we have to be anywhere else. Right. I okay. love game shows and this is very game show like, so I'm ready. I got my buzzer ready. <laughs> okay. So is it going to go, we'll start. So Chris, we'll start with, are you want me to start and we'll go, we'll go counterclockwise. Chris, or do you want to start? Chris, me, Russ. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move you then because I wanna I wanna feel like it's like this. Perfect. All right. <laughs> I love it. I like order. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm, I'm starting our two I'm gonna do our two minute timer right now, and I'm gonna start with uh, digital timers. I'm grateful for digital timers. I'm grateful for my family. 
I'm grateful for the tree that I'm looking at out this window. I'm grateful for LED lighting. I'm grateful for the sun outside right now. I'm grateful for the concept of blue blocker glasses that Chris, our mutual friend, Molly McLaughlin, shout out to her, introduced me to. These are helping me unwind before sleep and sleep better. I'm grateful for uh, Dave Asprey, the first person I think I've ever read that mentioned the blue blockers you're talking about. Russ, I'm grateful for meeting you and everything that's come out of it. Teresa, I'm grateful you shipped a copy of our book to Chris. That is so nice of you and thoughtful of you. I did not even think to do it. So I'm grateful you think of things that I don't think of and you're so freaking thoughtful and considerate and giving. I'm grateful for uh, giving authors and gratitude authors. I'm grateful for being one of your gratitude authors. I'm grateful to Teresa for being one of my gratitude authors and one of my gratitude <laughs> books and for everybody else. And I'm grateful to you, Chris, for being the leader of this anthology project, because I know from firsthand experience, when you're the leader of a book project with countless people in it, it's like herding cats and trying to meet deadlines is very challenging because you're only as good as your weakest link. Thank you. I, I'm grateful for LinkedIn and the amazing connections it allows me to have. I'm grateful for the comfy shoes I have on right now while I'm sitting down. I'm grateful for all my gratitude t-shirts that I didn't wear today. And I'm so embarrassed because Teresa has one on, but it's still all good. <laughs> I do have my Black Lives Matter shirt on and I had a diversity gig before this. So there was logic to my attire today. <laughs> I'm grateful for fans. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful for my air conditioning. I'm grateful to you, Chris, for having us on your podcast today and for having us in your book and uh, for sending us a very easy email with all the instructions on how to log on. Uh, for a busy person, you certainly have made our lives easier, which I very much appreciate. I'm grateful for StreamYard. Uh, that's what you, StreamYard, this technology we're using to be able to have fun, throw up images and talk and see each other and uh, play around. So that was awesome. That was two minutes, man. That, that, we got a lot. That felt like a lot. It, no. it was, and, and, and I love, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, grateful for everybody's yeah. contributions. I will say that, Russ, you were very, very specific with your gratitude and you extended it, which was beautiful. Um, I think we would have even come up with more stuff though. All right. So maybe, maybe what we do is we, we, we right now say, okay, in, in June or how about, yeah, in June, we'll, we'll, we'll go again. Maybe we'll grab Molly. Let's do this. Let's go to June. Let's grab Molly. We'll have another chit chat and we'll do a five minute round with the four of us. All right. Okay. I'm putting that out. Okay. We'll figure it out. And if we can't, that we'll do it in July. Awesome. If we can get everyone to. So. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. I'll commit to keeping all my answers 10 words or less. <laughs> and Russ, you know, I'm, I'm just joking with you. I'm just saying, like, we we did. We had a lot of gratitude going on right there, and it was awesome. Um, it just, I like the the ping pong back and forth. We were more doing like a. The soft, yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was great. Yeah, it, it was hard for you. We were speaking to each other. It's like we had a, instead of the ping pong, it's like, got to say thank you. 
Yeah, okay, and, all right, yes, and. <laughs> That's the military part of me, just keeping people on track right now. Well, that was beautiful. Thank you. I really liked that. I really did like that a lot. I think it's, I mean, it's going to be cool for other people to see. And then obviously now we're going to do it. We'll do it again. Now, the cool thing is we could do this again with the fourth people. And then when we're done with that session, we can go, hmm, who can we add to the mix next time and make it five, right? Because I with StreamYard, I can get a total of 10 people on this. We could have it like, anyways, that would be really that, fun and cool. That would be really fun. I would love that. Yeah. The more, the merrier, right? We all, we all know that more people in the mix of the gratitude, the merrier. Absolutely. But Russ, let's, uh, I want to, I totally want to segue and talk about, talk about your book and what you were saying earlier. I want to get back to what, um, you know, what we were talking about earlier. I, I want to, so I did read the whole thing. I enjoyed a lot of, it. I have, I even have stickies on here. Um, I, I just wanted to say, you know, I, I was so grateful when, when I received this package from Teresa, I was really moved by the, her sending your all's works to me. It really, it really meant a lot to me. It really, it created a moment for me to remember, honestly, um, just because, because obviously, you know, me being a writer, I, 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 I understand, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like when you, when you've done something, if somebody sends you their work, you feel a little differently about it because you get it right? <laughs> or you get, you get the process of it, whatever, you know? Um, so first off, I wanted to say, you know, I finished reading this last week and one of your authors near the end, I, I loved how she talked about, um, she was talking about how there's gratitude in everything and how you can find gratitude in even the worst things, you know, and there was a specific where she said, she said, you know, losing my, I believe she said, losing my father at an early age allowed me to appreciate my mother more and be closer with my sister. And, and I thought that was just, it really, me losing my mother, I could completely relate to that feeling of knowing that loss allows you to actually appreciate and love the people that are closer. It just, it just ratchets that up, you know? Um, so I, I love that, but backing up and then I'm gonna let you talk. Like I remember the opening reading your section and then reading a couple of the sections after uh, your take on things. And I loved how you described what we're about to talk about, which is, um, you know, it's nice, you know, it's nice when you can just mention you're grateful for one thing, a thing, right? But what you were pointing out is it's a lot better and more meaningful uh, and better to remember if you can think about something that had an actual occurrence of something like uh, it's not about the plate. It's about who were you sitting with while you were having the sandwich or you know, anyways, I don't. I loved it and I hadn't heard it like that. And now I'm going to let you talk about it. Yeah, because if you think about it every day, all of us have an infinite number of life experiences. And many of those are experiences that we've never had before. For instance, the three of us being on this StreamYard podcast recording now, the three of us have never been together before. Um, and this is a cool moment that all three of us can potentially be grateful for. And if you, the two of you or anybody watching or listening to this thinks about their day, you can think about, okay, what are the new life experiences that I had today that I've never had before? So like to go back to this tree here, I recently remodeled my home where my desk now faces the window. So before it faced this wall behind me, which was not the best view in the world, but like, that's just how I had my place designed pre-COVID, you know, before being here. 
Um, but once I realized, well, gosh, I want to be, I want to be better lit when I'm on videos like this, but also I want to be more um, entrenched in nature, you know, living in an asphalt jungle, you know, you don't get to see nature as much. So if I sit at the window, you know, two for one. So obviously it's spring and a few weeks ago, there weren't any leaves on the tree. And today, as I'm sitting here talking to the two of you, I see that the tree is almost full of leaves. So this is the first time I've had a life experience where I've literally watched uh, a living thing, this tree uh, bloom day by day uh, through springtime. And it's really cool to see the miracles of life, whether that life is human beings like us or something in nature. One of the tough parts, obviously 2020 and the pandemic were tough, but one of the parts as Teresa alluded to of the many great things during the year is I think the majority of us are much more conscious of and grateful for nature these days because we all had to be outside more and we couldn't fly to different places and we had to discover the quiet parts of the neighborhood or a park that we drove by but never really were in. So I don't remember what your original question was. Oh, but the different life experiences. Yeah. So Yes, I'm a huge believer, especially because when you have a different expression of gratitude, the different experiences are the best place to tap into. Right. And that's that's why it's so much easier when you're on vacation, you're in a new spot. Like it's just easier to you're more present because it's not your every day. I was even yeah, I was even writing about that this morning. I was talking about, you know, I want to live. A, OK, so most people's lives is are a lot of people. Life is a lot like. If you're driving to work every day, you take the same route, you never see the highway. You never see the people, you never see them because you do it every day. So it's like, how do we engage the every day with the, with the lens of, you know, it's special and unique, right? It's like, how do we get outside that? And that's what you're saying. It's like, you have to pay more attention, right? You have to be intentional. You know, I was writing, it was like, in the analogy, you'd have to go, okay, well, I'm gonna leave at a different time or I'm gonna take a different street or, or I'm even going to count if I see blue cars. I was like, just the, I, right. It's like, we, you got to have a prompt that allows you to pay attention so that you're going to be looking for, like you said. So it's like, if it's nature, like I'm going to be paying today, I'm going to pay attention to the trees. You're going to notice the beauty around you opposed to the visor, which is, which unfortunately life's very good. And there's visors on where we're just in this, you know, new, it's like a manual, like uh, just going about, but like you said, that's, that's the intention you're, you're pointing out. Yes to all that. <laughs> so, um, so speak, speaking of the book, now the book came out in 2019. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And you, I think you, in the book, you said that you had started it and then it took a little longer than you thought it was going to. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, as I alluded to before, any kind of group project is a hard thing to navigate and different people have different rates of completion and priorities in their life. So, um, you know, while some of the authors in the book had their chapters done years, plural, <laughs> before we released it, and then other people in the book like Teresa 
weren't even involved in the project when it first started, but then because there were multiple people who dropped out that didn't end up even being in our gratitude mission too. There's Teresa at the bottom with her coffee cup. I love her headshot. Um, <laughs> that that opened up the space for me to meet Teresa, which right. had everything gone as planned, then I may not have met Teresa because I m- may not have made a second post years later saying, hey, I'm still looking for people for my third gratitude book. So um, the universe takes very good care of us and um, trusting the universe uh, is a good way to live. And these have been very good lessons learned for me. My fourth gratitude book, Grateful Kids, is also an anthology with multiple people. And there are now multiple generations, like the kids who are expressing the gratitude and the parent who's writing the chapter and coordinating the headshots or not coordinating the headshots. In some <laughs> so I'm grateful for the lessons learned. And I'm definitely taking a long break after this fourth book is out this year. And if I do other books in the future, uh, they won't be anthology books. It'll be just me. <laughs> so wh- when are you when are you hoping? What's the release date? The hope on that, or the idea? Yes, that's a good question. So <laughs> we still have some headshots. <laughs> we still have some headshots that we're working on, um, and still doing the layout piece. So um, I'm uh, maybe a third of the way done the layout of the book, and mm-hmm. we're about. 80 to 90% done the headshots um, and maybe about 70% of the headshots look excellent. Um, So, you know, part of it might be once we see a printed copy of the book, does the headshot look okay? If not, then we need to redo it. So um, real talk as fellow authors, you know, the process in a book. Um, And I'm grateful for my coaching business because I love my coaching business. Do I love working on the books? Not necessarily, but I'm grateful always once the book is out and I get to experience the fun and inspiring part of being a published author. That sounds beautiful, man. I just want to throw out when you do have it come off, I hope we can uh, get together and do a jam session and you can share some of, some of it with me. I would love podcast. to. I would love to because uh, grateful kids is an important topic. Um, as you might have noticed, there are some ungrateful brats running around out there. <laughs> so, uh, this is why this book is so important because that demographic specifically can benefit from the power of gratitude. And in many cases, they're not into reading self-help, uh, self-development books like those of us who are adults are. How how many? Maybe one last question about that. How many um, how many kids are involved in this? You said um, parents, obviously, but how many? Yeah. Like, you know? So uh, chapter one is uh, one, chapter two is two, and of the family, originally all three were supposed to participate, but one, um, the middle child, decided not to during the project. Which it's all good, you know. Right. That's how life works. Right. Uh, Chapter three is two kids, so five. Chapter four is one kid, so six. And chapter five is one kid, so seven. Um, Students total, seven kids total. And then there are three teachers involved in the project, um, plus me. So seven, three, so seven kids, three teachers, and me. Okay. 
Awesome, man. Well, that's exciting. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to read it. That sounds, I remember when we talked originally the first time you were talking about, you were working on that. So I didn't know that was, that that's in the works. <laughs> still working on it, Chris, still working on it. What, whatever year it was that I said I was working on it, I'm still working on it. <laughs> well, that's how it works. Like you said, when you're, uh, you're having to deal with other people. So on their timetable, right? <laughs> Yes. And again, it's all good. I know. I hope I don't sound too obnoxious talking about this right now. I know, Chris, you can empathize and I don't, I need to know all your secrets for pulling off this year 2020 project so freaking quickly because uh, my Grateful Kids book will come out in 2021 and the chapter one author wrote her chapter like five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) You're much faster at getting your anthology books out. So I give you a lot of credit because I know how hard it is. Thanks. You know, speaking to what I did, which with my uh, editor, Nusha, is, uh, you know, we did actually, which was, you know, my first, the book last year I wrote for six months. And then I met Nusha and we rolled with it and then got everyone's writing within a period of two months. And then the book was out in November, which so the second half of that process went really fast. But th- because I'd done it right, the second book, everything was a go like mid-December. And the fact, you know, it's like I was like my mom's the you know anniversary of passing is April 30th. I was like, we I think we can do this. And um that was the that was the target, and uh, I think on my end because I'm using I'm not getting really long writing pieces like you. Obviously, you're you're getting like you know, anyways, you're getting pages and pages and pages where I'm I'm asking people obviously to write like a thousand words or less, or you know. So I think that's part of the reason why it's a little easier for me. One quick thing, um, since you mentioned it, uh, thinking of you this weekend, Mother's Day, obviously is Sunday as we're recording this, and uh, I still have my mom as uh, we've talked about, but I imagine that for people whose moms are no longer with us physically, that Mother's Day can be a difficult day, especially as you know the rest of us are going on and on about, oh, Mother's Day, I had a great time with my mom, et cetera. So thinking of you and um, sending good vibes your way and to everyone's way who um, either their mom has passed away um, or um, they don't have an excellent relationship with their mom. Um, maybe their mom wasn't mother of the year. So Mother's Day is kind of a tough reminder that even though their mom's still alive, uh, it just isn't the best memory. So thinking of everybody, including you, who fits in either of those categories. Uh, thanks, thanks, Russ. I appreciate that. I, um, my, uh, my wife and I are actually going to be driving up to Chicago to celebrate her birthday. Uh, her birthday is on the Monday. It's the day after. Um, so I'm going to have a really nice ride with my wife up to Chicago on Sunday. And it's going to be, I know it's going to be lovely. So that's, uh, so just letting you know, I'm going to, I know, I know that I'm going to be with her. It's going to be nice. We're going to be on the road and, you know, in Chicago. Uh, so I'm going to have, so I appreciate that very much. Excellent. And what you just did is proactive future gratitude. Um, You are planning to do something that you know you will be grateful for. Gratitude doesn't have to be a passive or reactive activity in our life. We can create opportunities to be grateful. And I always encourage people to go out and do that. Thanks, man. You know, even, um, you know, when I got my, my wedding, which was two days after Dear Gratitude came out last year, um, you know, in my uh, and I wrote about it in Dear 2020, I I put forth, I said, as long as the wedding, as long as Rosio is happy, 
the target is for her to be enjoying herself and being happy. That was my target. And I, so when the time came, even though it was very, uh, I perfectly imperfect is the word I like to use. Um, I, when she came in, I was ever present and in the moment because I knew that she was happy and we were there, you know, again, like you said, that idea of look, you know, what was the target we're looking for? I, what do you, you know, I, I knew, I knew whatever happened, it was going to be great because we were together. Right. It's like, that's, that's, that's yeah. what it is. So it doesn't, it didn't matter if, you know, whatever, right. Whatever didn't go right or what weren't, you know, like, but at the end of the day, it was like, we were together and it was perfect. That's beautiful. I love it. Thanks Russ. Well, I want to, I know our time we're just running by here. So I would love to, to, to this last section here. I want to, I want to flip it to Teresa. I want to get her story about um, her writing for your book. And then also I want her to share more about her get up book. Okay. Is that good? So we're going to, let's, let's put ping pong here. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay. So you guys did a a wonderful lead in to what I actually wrote about in Russ's book, which is gratitude and foresight. So the idea, um, I thank you. Um, I think that many of us, we have this experience where we're able to look back on things and be grateful for them once they've happened, when we're going through a tough or challenging time. And if you've gone through that enough times, like you kind of learn that things always work out and that there will be something that you can be grateful for in whatever challenge or situation you're facing. So in in Russ's chapter, I, I wrote about a process, which is an integrated positive psychology tool that I call the challenge future gratitude reframe process, you know, and it's the idea that when you're going through a challenge or change, there's something that you can do with your mindset by having a grateful mindset that can put you on the road um, to, to positivity and resilience. So whenever you're going through a tough time, you know, one of the things that you have to do at first is to just allow yourself to feel it. Um, so I call the first step uncensored journaling. You get all the crap out there that you're feeling and realize that it's okay because those are your first initial thoughts and we've all got them. Um, But then you go into the kind of, okay, well, these first thoughts, are they realistic? Are they accurate? Are they true? Usually they're not. Our brains have this really weird thing of going to the negative first. And so we can't always trust those things that we're feeling initially. So we've got to check our thoughts. And then the third step is you've got to reframe. Once you've realized that your initial thoughts aren't that great, there's probably a better way to look at the situation. And so you take the time to intentionally reframe your thought into something that's more positive, realistic, something that you can believe in that doesn't feel fake, right? Because just flipping it or making it something that is too extreme, it won't feel authentic and you won't be able to do the rest of the steps. So going into the the next step, uh, step four, would be to actually imagine all the benefits from this challenge that you've now reframed as an opportunity uh, and then feel the gratitude for those benefits that you're going to get. So, you know, athletes, they do this visualization tool all the time. We've all heard about that. Well, you go back into that's the way the brain works. It doesn't understand a difference between what it actually sees and what you're able to visualize and imagine. So if you take the time and you visualize good benefits coming out and then you feel the gratitude associated for that, you start to get motivated 
and prepared for action. And so the last step in that process is to actually develop a plan and take the first step. So the CFDR process, it's, it's meant to take you from a place of resistance and get you motivated towards action through gratitude. And so it was, it was really an, an amazing thing to write about um, and to share with others. It was something that I used myself when I was going through a tough time uh, changing positions in the military. Um, but what I've also found is that a lot of people who have read it have, have really appreciated um, using the tool itself. And then how, what else happened, which I think, so this goes to the timing. Right. Timing, right? Yeah. Okay, so I submitted my stuff to Russ, I think it was in 2017. Uh, <laughs> right. 2017. And so I saw this um, this ad for TEDx Wilmington. Um, and they were doing they were looking for call for speakers, and it was the age of enlightenment is what the um what the topic was. And so I thought to myself, well, oh my gosh, the, the book that I wrote with Russ, like that's going to be coming out quick. This would be a great way for me to talk about what I wrote about in the book, to advertise and publish for the you know, book, get it out there. And it still was. But then the book came out a year later. <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah. And and I do want to talk to you and Russ singularly about the anthology piece because I have this in my brainchild that I will be doing an anthology for my next book. Oh. I'm not prepared to really talk about what that is. Okay. The, um, but we definitely need to to talk about it. Oh yeah, I want to talk about it and contribute if I can for sure. I, I'm speaking for Russ, I'm sure he does too. And I have yeah. one. Lots of lessons learned on what does and doesn't work uh, in the anthology books. <laughs> awesome. Well, speak speak a little more about the you know you preparing for the TEDx and that experience because um, oh, yeah. I want to hear just a little more about it. I, I watched it; I thought it was awesome, but I, I can't even imagine the scenario like you were saying, the feelings you had to have, and the just yeah. please just a little okay. bit more. <laughs> so again, I was on LinkedIn. I saw an ad pop up. I had watched TEDx talks in my positive psychology courses that I had taken. I was like, oh, I always wanted to do one, right? So I had, again, I had this thought, well, maybe I could talk about what I read about in Russ in my book. So I, I literally applied online. It took me maybe, you know, five minutes to get the application together online, but you had to submit a two minute video of you summarizing what you're gonna speak about. So that same day in front of this bookshelf, you know, I, I cut a two minute video summarizing what I was gonna talk about and I let it go. And, and I've, this is, I've done a lot of this in my life is like I've gone after things, not really had a whole lot of emotional attachment to the outcome, but then put it out to the universe. And I didn't think that I was gonna get a call back. I honestly didn't, I never expected it. And then a month later, I got an email saying, you know, we'd love, your video. We want you to be a part of TEDx Wilmington. When are you going to be available? You know, so it ended up being a few months later in April. And it was a really wonderful process of, you know, back and forth between um, the, the, the guy who ran it, Agit. And then I had individual people that worked with me on my talk throughout the process. So we had, you know, practice runs where they would provide you feedback. 
Um, the day before the event, we had, you know, an actual dress rehearsal. And I thought I was super prepared for that. And I was, I was, oh, I'm going to be great. Right. I, I had a lot of confidence going in. And then you watch other people do theirs. And I'm like, oh, they were really good too. How am I going to do? Right. So I get up there and I, I've got this all practice worked out and I'm up there and I think I'm rocking it. It's supposed to be like a 13 minute video. I was done in eight minutes. Oh, and, wow. and I remember Ajit saying, did you breathe the entire time? <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, it's just like a lot of things. I was really excited. And when you get excited, you tend to talk through and rumble through and just be really fast. So I was a little bit more nervous actually going into the TEDx talk the next day because I had to be mindful about being slow and enunciating and all of that. But it turned out to be just a really awesome experience. I definitely um, would love to do another one if anybody else is interested. I, I've helped some other people uh, get a TEDx talk. So I'm willing to work with people as well on that. And it's just, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful definitely for that experience. That's beautiful. Russ, you gotta, you gotta have loved, I mean, you know, just the, I can't even imagine how you felt when you, she told you she's going to be talking about gratitude because she did this piece for you. I mean, give a little bit, man. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she, as I think about the other authors in the anthology books I've done, Teresa's definitely up here in terms of her level of contribution to the project and spreading the message um, compared to many of the others, not that it's a competition, but right. certainly, um, you know, she came up here to New York for our book launch party here. Um, she organized everything so that I just had to show up for our book mm. launch party down there in the DMV. So, um, and obviously she's published her own book, uh, separate book, before our book came out and the TEDx talk. So I'm grateful to you, Teresa, uh, for spreading the message and being such an excellent advocate for this very important work. It's beautiful. And, uh, I know we only have a few minutes left, but I would love, Teresa, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about Get Up. Your, okay. Um, you know, what, what you gifted me and um, I would love to, I'd love for people to kind of see that. And I also have a graphic too. So when you start talking about it, I can throw that up too. Oh, okay. So, all right. So yeah. Yeah, I can do, I can do it too. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, all right. Get up UPP uh, is understanding positive psychology. So this is a book that I wrote. It did not start off as me writing a book at all. Um, it actually started back in 2015 when I was taking a certificate in applied positive psychology through the Flourishing Center. I'm a huge nerd, so I love learning new things. Uh, positive psychology was just something that I was really interested in. And I have to say that that course was one of the best courses that I've taken in my life. Um, the topics that we covered were just so meaningful and made a lot of sense to me in, in terms of, you know, having the grateful mindset and needing to be resilient um, and just giving me a lot of tools that I needed at the time. Because like a lot of people, I've struggled in the past with 
anxiety, depression, you know, that kind of thing where I think, you know, learning about positive psychology and getting ourselves to a place where we call north of neutral, so not just living, but actually thriving, you know, was something that was really awesome to learn about. And I love the people uh, that were in my class, like all these people that were interested in the same topic, like critical mass. It was like I had, you know, 20 of my best friends with me one week in a month and I didn't want to leave at the end of the class. Like it was the absolute best time ever. Well, as we were going through and learning these topics, for some reason, I just started writing poetry about what I was learning. I'd never written poetry before. Um, I was just, I used to journal a lot, you know, when I was going through different things. But when I started this course, it was weird. Like after the classes or just randomly in the middle of the night, when I would start thinking about the concepts that I was learning, I would pull over my, open my phone and I would just type these, these poems. And by the end of the course, I had a hundred pages of poems about positive psychology. Mm. So I thought to myself, okay, we have to do a final project. So I'm going to, you know, do a book, a poetry book on positive psychology. And, uh, and so I put everything together and then I thought it was serendipity. Now I realized it was my phone actually listening to me saying that I wanted to create a book on positive psychology. Uh, but I had, I was on Facebook and I saw the ad for Balboa press came that came up, which was a subsidiary of the Hay house, which does a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of great self-development books, professional, you know, professional and personal development books. So I ended up contacting them. They really um, enjoyed the book. I published through them and the, and the rest is kind of history. So it's just one of these things that I didn't know I had this in me. And now that I've started, I can't stop. <laughs> Love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. But it, it takes you through all the different spokes of positive psychology. Um, so, you know, happiness, history, how our brains work, um, positivity, vitality, um, all the different spokes of, you know, the positive psychology wheel. So it's really, I think it's a fun read. And if you want to be introduced to the concepts of positive psychology, it's probably a great place to start. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, it's a fresh, it's a total fresh way of sharing these ideas that I've, I don't feel like I've ever come across. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, guys, it's been an hour. We've, we, we, we did a full hour. Um, any, um, any closing thoughts, uh, either one of you or Russ, you got anything you'd like to say or Chris, I'm we, grateful, um, grateful to you for having us on today. Uh, Thank you for being the leader of our book project. And Teresa, it's amazing to collaborate with you again. The universe wants us to do things together. So I'm in amazing energy here today. And I'm grateful to both of you and for both of you. Thank you so much, Russ. I know you got to go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign us off here. And uh, just thank you all so much. So I'm Chris with uh, Teresa and uh, Russ. Just remind everybody they got a lot to be grateful for. Just get out and look around with your eyes open and uh, find some gratitude. <laughs>